Trump is getting another Supreme Court justice. The left is flipping out about it. People are not thinking this election is going to be legit. What a surprise. And Bill Barr continues to be a stud. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. And I've decided I didn't feel like doing a haiku. There's just too much to talk about. So it, because there's so much to talk about, let's just get right to it. Um, the path is opened for another conservative Supreme Court justice. Senator Mitt Romney said on Tuesday that he supports the Senate in moving forward with the Supreme Court nominee from President Trump ahead of the presidential election, further tipping the nomination math in favor of the Republicans to replace the late Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, He said, this all was according to Fox News, he said, quote, my decision regarding the Supreme Court nomination is not the result of a subjective test of fairness, which, like beauty, is the in the eye of the beholder. That's kind of a weird thing to say. It is based on the immutable fairness of following the law, which in the case of the Constitution and president, precedent. The historical precedent of election year nominations is that the Senate generally does not confirm an opposing party's nominee, but does confirm the nominee's own. He continues, The Constitution gives the President the power to nominate and the Senate the authority to provide advice and consent on Supreme Court nominees. Accordingly, I intend to follow the Constitution and precedent in considering the President's nominee. If the nominee reaches the Senate floor, I intend to vote based on upon their qualifications. He finishes. Nay, he doesn't finish. There's a couple more lines here. We may have a court. We may have a court that has more conservative bent, but my liberal friends have over many decades gotten used to the idea of having a liberal court. That's not written in the stars. It's a it's also appropriate for a nation that that's, that's if you will, center-right to have a court which reflects center-right points of view, which, again, are not changing the laws, the law, from what it states, but instead following the law and following the Constitution. Wow. Romney was a big question here. Romney he for he voted this year yes this year it was this year he voted that to remove trump on one impeachment charge and has shown a very iffy relationship with president trump though he has voted for president trump's policies over 90% of the time so he's actually not been that bad he has also seen the protest he's also been seen protesting of course, not rioting. He's not blowing up cars or anything. With the BLM movement earlier this year. I'm not sure why he does the things he does. Uh, Romney, I actually voted for in 2012. I thought he would be a great president in 2012. But when he ran against Obama in 2012, sleepy, creepy Joe Biden told a black audience that Romney would put them back in chains. So I'm not exactly sure 
where his allegiance is. Yes, I know he said that President Trump was kind of iffy when it comes to personality or to character. And President Trump is, yes, kind of iffy with personality and character. But the reality of the matter is they both have the same types of beliefs. Um, I don't think President Trump is exactly as religious as Romney is. Romney is a Mormon, and I have no problem with Mormons, I'm just saying. But it seems like with Amy Comey Barrett and Barbara Lagoa as his nominees, who are very religious, they're still Christians, not Mormons, but they're still Christians, this would be a good thing. Now, that wasn't the only thing that set things in the right motion for President Trump. Chuck Grassley also said he would vote for the Trump nominee. He was kind of on the fence because he said earlier uh, this year that he did not think it was a good idea to nominate a justice before the election. Of course, the justice he was talking about was Merrick Garland, who was nominated by Barack Obama, but whatever. He got over it. When someone pointed out that what he said, he just waved it off. Um, this should be kind of a lesson for us all, when, especially when we're trying to debate people. Don't say things that may require you to do the opposite when the tables are turned. In other words, shut the fuck up. Okay? Hey, it's politics. This is power politics. The Senate has every right to call for a vote on a Supreme Justice. They also have every right, constitutionally and legally, to not call for a justice. This is power politics. Mitch, uh, Mitch McConnell, the turtle Mitch McConnell, cocaine Mitch, is a master at power politics. Even though you can't really see it in him because he's got the energy of, I don't know, a turtle. But he knows what he's doing. Just the idea here is just be quiet when you're talking to people and not say anything. Or be a politician and just change your mind later on. That's what Chuck Grassley did. Right now, with Romney and Grassley both going with the president. There are now enough votes to confirm Trump's Supreme Court nominee, even though uh, the senator from Alaska and the senator from Maine said, I don't necessarily agree with this. Now, mind you, the senator from the senators, uh, Collins from Maine and, uh, I can't pronounce her name, from Alaska, didn't say they wouldn't vote for the candidate. They just said they had problems with this. This is a blowout. It's over. The Supreme Court nominee is going to be elected as long as Trump doesn't do something weird like nominate me. I mean, he's got it. It's done. It'll be over in three weeks. And that's great news. And it should happen. And that's it. Done story. The Democrats, though, are really having a problem with this, 
And they're now beginning to say the quiet part out loud, and they're not saying it out loud. They're actually screaming it. I don't know when CNN is going to admit that they are nothing more than opinion TV, just like Fox News or MSNBC. They really are fooling themselves and believing they are neutral. And looking at their ratings, which are very low every week, um, most of the public gets it. With the clarity that the Supreme Court seat is going to be filled by a Trump pick, Don Lemon flipped out and said what we all knew he thought but never said before. It was such a rant that even Chris Cuomo, who is dumb as a brick, um, and probably not going to be with CNN much longer looking at his track record, seemed very uncomfortable. He actually went out and disagreed with uh, Don Lemon, which was the first time I've ever seen this. So listen to this. No matter what happens, everybody sticks to the We're going to have team. to blow up the entire system. And you know what we're going to have to do? No, I don't know about You know that. what we're going to Yes, yeah. what you're going to have to do? You just got to vote. Honestly, from what your closing argument is, you're going to have to get rid of the Electoral College. Because the people... I don't see it. Because the, the minority in this country decides who the judges are and they decide who the president is. is well, you that, need a is constitutional amendment to do that. And if Democrats, if Joe Biden wins, Democrats can stack the courts... And they can do that amendment and they can get it passed. Well, you that's need two-thirds vote in the Congress and three-quarters of the state legislature. They may be able to do that. Maybe. Let's unpack uh, Don Lemon's temper tantrum. First off, blowing up the system is what the left has always intended. And they are trying to do it right now. I'm going to get... That's going to be my last point, but I'm going to expand on it. Uh, the Electoral College has nothing to do with minority rule. It's to make sure that the majority doesn't become tyrannical. It's to make sure that states that don't have the populations of California and New York don't control the country. In other words, states like Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, South Dakota, North Dakota have a say in our government and their elections. Right now, if we let popular vote rule, popular vote would be Massachusetts, New York, California. That's about it. A president would not need to do anything. A, a, a pres presidential candidate would not need to do anything else. That's not a good thing. And the founding fathers believed that. And I find it Weird that the minority is evil in Don Lemon's assessment. Don Lemon, who is bitching and whining and crying constantly about the minorities not giving their getting their rights and things like this. But no, in this case, minorities don't matter. Cuomo is right. Can't believe I said that. I, I I never said that before in my life. I may have to check my blood pressure after this because it's just, I can't believe I said that. It requires a constitutional amendment, and that's not going to happen to eliminate the Electoral College. It's in the Constitution. Um, do you think three-quarters of the Senate, three-quarters of the House, and three-quarters of the state legislatures are going to support 
eliminating the Electoral College? Do you think Wyoming, that actually has a say in presidential elections, is going to say, never mind, no, yeah, that's right, let's get rid of it. It's crap. It's never going to happen unless we have tyranny. Stacking the courts is also difficult. It requires the House to come up with a law, the Senate to ratify the law, and the President to sign it into law. Good luck with that. You are literally going to to pack the courts, to pack the Supreme Court. You're going to have to have a Democrat House, a Democrat Senate, and a Democrat President. That's the only way it's going to happen. It's very difficult to pack the court. And by the way, all these people that say they love Ruth Bader Ginsburg seem to forget that Ruth Bader Ginsburg last year said she didn't agree with packing the courts. She thought that that would really lead to tyranny. She said this. I didn't have the video. I... Dozens of places had the video. I didn't bring the video. I should have probably, but I didn't. Um, And finally, the last thing that's really disturbing here is the left is trying to destroy our country, destroy the government. They're trying to destroy the government that was created from the Constitution. The Constitution is bad because it's in the way of allowing the left to control everything. Now, if anyone sits back and says that the left is not there to actually control everything, if you believe that, that's crazy. The left actually wants tyrannical, authoritative control over everything. And they want to destroy anything that stops them from getting that. That means they want to stop the Supreme Court. They want to pack they want to pack the courts. Even Joe Biden, when he was asked today, today, on um, Tuesday, whether he would support packing the court, guess what Joe Biden said? Nothing. He actually, again, blamed Donald Trump for it. For some, I, I don't know how it worked. I wish I had download. I did download it, but I need to actually listen. You need to listen to it. Somehow it got to be Donald Trump's fault about the Democrats packing the Supreme Court. I don't know how that works out. Maybe I'll, I'll, yeah, maybe I'll upload it, but it's really, really weird. I think we are past the point of no return. I think now there's no common ground anymore. We are in a civil war. And it's a civil war, maybe of ideology. Maybe it'll be a civil war of violence. But the reality is I can't buy anything these people are saying. I personally can't. Maybe you can. I've read the Constitution. I've read the Declaration of Independence. I've read the Federalist Papers. Maybe someone can say something. But there's no negotiating with these people. They're insane. They want to tear the system down. The system... By the way, Don Lemon is rich because of this system. If he was in Somalia... That guy is going to be eating the flesh off a cat. But no, this country, he's a millionaire. It's truly, truly, truly disgusting. And here's something more to show you 
how the Democrats are tearing down the system. According to Yahoo News, just 22% of Americans believe that the year's presidential election will be free and fair. Um, A disturbing loss of confidence in the democratic process that could foreshadow a catastrophic post-election period with millions of partisans refusing to accept the legitimacy of the results. This is Democrat thinking. This is Democrat meaning. And then if Trump wins, they'll blame the Russians. The Democrats do not want uh, voter ID. They do not want in-person voting. They want automatic mail-in balloting. They want 16-year-olds vote. They want criminals to vote. Am I missing something? I'm pretty sure I am. So is it a shock that the uh, they are actually finding no one believes that this is a thing? So here's some questions from this Yahoo News. Do you think the year's presidential election will be free and fair? 46% no, 22% yes. The second question. Election security experts say a U.S. presidential election cannot be rigged. Do you believe them? 57% said no. 19% said yes. The third question. Do you think this year's presidential election will be rigged in favor of one candidate over another? 24% no. Said no. 34% yes. Said yes. By the way, Yahoo News is no right-wing outlet. They are extremely left-wing. So, here are some other questions that came from this poll. Question one. Do you agree or disagree with the statement, following statement? The only way Donald Trump is going to lose is is November in November is the election is rigged and it says is it actually is in. Um, sixty one percent of Republicans said yeah. Thirty one percent of Biden supporters or eleven percent of Biden supporters said no, and thirty one percent of adults said yes. Adults mean they may not be voting. Next question. Do you think this year's presidential election will be rigged in favor of one candidate over another? 48% of Republicans said yes. 35% of those who are adults said no, said yes. And 27% of Democrats who support Biden said yes. Election security, the third, fourth, third question. Election security experts say a U.S. presidential election cannot be rigged. Do you believe them? 29% of Republicans said yes. 23 of voting adults said yes. And 15% of Republicans said yes. I'm sorry. Where am I going? Oh, I don't know. I I mixed that up. It doesn't matter. So election security experts say U.S. presidential elections cannot be rigged. Do you believe them? 29% of of Democrats said yes. 23% of voting uh, adults said yes. And 15% of Republicans said yes. The final question is, do you think this year's presidential election will be free and fair? All 
three. Republicans, Democrats, and voting adults, 25%, 25 to 26% said yes. What's this saying? Most people don't think this stuff is going to be free and fair this year. And it's not just Republicans. So that last question is the big one. Do you think this year's presidential election will be free and fair? 26% of Republicans said yes. 25% of Democrats said yes. Is that common ground? Have we found some common ground? In other words, this year, we're probably looking at our last free and fair election. No, I take it back. We saw our last free and fair election in 2016. This year, no one believes it's going to be free and fair. It's actually quite sad. And I'm glad I'm old because it means I'm going to die before this country goes to hell in a handbasket. It's already going to hell in a handbasket. So we're going to have to see how this works out. And one of the reasons we need another Supreme Court justice is for questions like these. Because here's the reality. This is going to be a contested election. And the Democrats, when Trump wins, the Democrats are going to scream that Trump will leave the White House. And if Biden wins, or I'm sorry, if Biden wins, Biden's going to scream that it wasn't a fair election. He's going to go to court. And if Trump wins, Biden, Trump, or um, if Biden wins, Trump is going to scream it wasn't a fair election. I got him backwards. I didn't write this down. I'm talking off the t- cuff right now. But the reality is, this is why we need nine Supreme Court justices. And we need Supreme Court justices that are actually going to read the Constitution and figure out what's going on here. Remember Bush-Gore in 2000? How many times was the Supreme Court bothered by this? Probably three or four times. Yeah, we can't have eight Supreme Court justices. We need nine. And so Trump should put in another Supreme Court justice. It's so frustrating. It's so, it's all, but it's exciting. Hey folks, here, here's the thing I, I do want to talk about. This stuff is exciting. This is fun. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and I'm sorry, I'm not a big fan. She's dead. I'm sorry she died. I, she has a great family. She was a a, a great religious person. I'm not sad she's dead. She should have retired 10, 15 years ago. I, it's kind of like, you know, okay, well, you died, whatever. This stuff is fun. It really is fun. Now we've got a Supreme Court justice coming up. We've got a debate next week. That's got to be hysterical to watch Donald Trump, the doddering old conservative, talking to Joe Biden, the half-alive, doddering old liberal, going at it. I mean, can you imagine the spittle that is going, the, the, the saliva that is going to be on the floor of that debate? Oh my God, this is going to be so fun. And then they got to talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
I hope to God Trump has prepped for this debate because that's going to be one thing. Or the hypocrisy of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat being replaced, blah, 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 blah. Yo, Trump better be prepared for that. I think it's absolutely going to be... I am, I am having so much fun now. You should be having fun too. You shouldn't be panicking about the country. Because I don't think the country is going to hell in a handbasket. I think, yes, we're going to be experiencing some difficulties. And hopefully when Trump places this Supreme Court nominee, it'll be okay. They're going to control the country. Harris is an idiot. She's not going to last more than a term. I mean, I'm if Biden wins, I mean, let's be honest, Biden's going to be gone in 3 months. He just he's going to be the 46th president and he's going to say, uh, "I I don't want to do this anymore." Uh, and wait till I mean, Harris makes some deals with Iran and the European Union and Kim Jong-un and oh my, and Xi, President Xi in China. Oh my Lord, she's going to get just lambasted by those people. We should have fun with this because the reality is our lives are not going to end after this election. I know everyone is saying this is the most critical election can I tell you something? I've been voting since 1988, and every election is the most critical election, and I'm pretty sure that AOC is not going to be the one that runs the country. Let's get over it. So let, let's relax. Let's look at politics, and let's have fun with politics. Josie, my fiancé who I just bought a fantastic ring for. Josie is sat back. I don't know how you like this stuff. I said I like it because it's fun. Let's enjoy the politics, even though the politics today don't look like they're fun. Um, and some of the politics aren't. Some of the politics aren't. The riots that are happening in Portland, Seattle, um, and um, Rochester right now, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, these aren't fun. The the people that are starving in the streets, that's not fun. The drug addicts, the homeless, this isn't fun. This is bad politics. And this shouldn't be fun. You should fight to stop that garbage. But the reality is politics, if you look at it as a game, I don't watch football anymore. I don't watch basketball anymore. I don't watch baseball anymore. I do watch hockey and I do watch UFC. And the reason I don't watch any of that stuff is because of the social justice messaging. I, I just don't care. Politics is my new game because I know what to expect. I don't get frustrated by it. I'm not going to stroke out about it probably. It's just fun. So I got one more story for you. So let's take a look at this. It's basically um, Bill Barr is a man. Again, he's proving it. I can't believe that a tubby five foot eleven guy who can barely who can barely see, he's got glasses six inches thick, he's like 180 years old, is such an awesome human being. So let's go through this. This is gonna be from uh, the Daily Wire. 
By the way, I, I know I'm already at like 28 minutes on this thing, and I'm probably going to go over again. Sorry, I'm violating the Dave rule. Dave, I miss you. I love you. I, but I, I'm going to go over 28, 30 minutes again. But this is a fun story, and I was actually going to bring this up last week. So the Department of Justice on Monday identified the New York City that identified New York City, Portland, and Seattle as local governments that are permitting anarchy, violence, and destruction in American cities. A move that comes as the federal government continues to take a tough stance against localizing rioting in some areas of the country. <laughs> Yay! That's a great thing. I love it. President Trump earlier this month targeted those three cities in a memo memo to Attorney General William uh, William Barr and the Office of Management and Budget asking them to review the federal funding to anarchist jurisdictions. Nice. The DOJ memo Monday essentially serves as notice that New York City, Portland, and Seattle meet the criteria Trump set out for potential defunding. It's unclear how much of this funding will be eventually withdrawn. And that's basically because some of the funding is by law and some of the funding is discretionary. If the funding is by law, then the funding can be, it can't be pulled. If the funding is discretionary, the funding can be pulled by the federal government. That's where things get kind of confusing. So expect a lot of lawsuits again. Uh, by the way, I I would love Bill de Blasio to actually have criminals in court as long as he's in court fighting Donald Trump. I'm just saying. I, I know. So William Barr was, Bill Barr was quoted as saying, quote, when a state and local leaders impede their own law enforcement officers and agencies from doing their jobs. It endangers innocent citizens who deserve to be protected. Fact check true. Including those who are trying to peaceably assemble and protest. Fact check true. Here's the thing. The protesters are out there. That's fine. No one has a problem. But when a curfew comes into place, they leave. And who shows up? Antifa, BLM, and just criminals altogether. Okay, continue. We cannot allow federal tax dollars to be wasted when a, the safety of the citizenry hangs in the balance. Fact track checked. True. You know, that's fine. New York, they want to fuck up their state. That's fine. New York City wants to fuck up their city. That's fine. I should not be paying taxes, which I pay a lot of taxes, so that they, they can fuck up their city. And Federal government can bail them out. Absolutely correct. Let's continue. I'm sorry, I'm getting excited. But I, I let's go. It is my hope, and that's Bill Barr's hope, that the cities identified by the Department of Justice today will reverse course and become serious about performing the basic function of government and start protecting their own citizens. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. Continuing. Uh, and that's not Bill Barr. Now, from Daily Wire, in a joint statement, Mayors Bill de Blasio of New York City, <laughs> Jenny Durkin of Seattle, and Ted Wheeler of Portland called threats to revoke federal funding, uh, funding 
thoroughly political and unconstitutional. I love when people who know nothing about the Constitution call something unconstitutional. We'll get into that in a second. So here's a quote from their statement. The president is playing cheap political games with congressionally directed funds. Not true. Our cities are bringing communities together. Really. Our cities are pushing... By the way, I, 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 I don't know if I can even get through this entire statement. Um, they're bringing the city together. People are losing their businesses. People who are defending their property are being convicted of crimes. I, what exactly are they bringing together? It seems that they're splitting their cities apart. Okay, let me let me keep going because there's there's a lot more here. Uh, well, there's not a lo lot more in this, but it just pisses me off that these guys say something like this. Our cities are pushing forward after fighting back a pandemic and facing the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression. Not true. It's we're not in the worst financial crisis. Uh, the Great Depression was far worse, though in Los Angeles you couldn't tell. I continue. All despite recklessness and partisanship from the White House. Um, yeah, uh, partisanship from the White House. Okay. What the Trump administration is engaging in now is more of what we've seen all along. Shirking responsibility and placing blame elsewhere to cover its failure. This is where these folks need to read the Constitution because they're not understanding a couple of things. Um, one of the things they're not understanding is that uh, management of areas in the country go from the top, the bottom down, bottom up. So the first off, the people that have the most power are the mayors of municipalities or cities. They have the most power in those cities. The mayor always overrides the governor who has uh, governance over a state. So if a, if a mayor says, I want this, and the governor says, I want that, the mayor wins. By the way, I'm explaining this like I would explain it to Mayor Bill de Blasio and Ted Wheeler and that other dumb bitch. Because it, it the reality is that's what it is. Once, the, if the federal government says, I want you to do this, and the governor says, no, we're not going to do this, guess who wins? The governor. So who's really in charge? The mayor of the specific city is in charge. Period. That's how the Constitution works. So it, it's absolutely insane that these people are actually blaming the president for riots in their own cities. Now, I think it's a good move, but there are a lot of legal hurdles in this. I think Trump is the Trump administration is doing a good thing, but there are some questions. First, are the finance the federal government is giving to these cities required or discretionary? If they are congressional, he has no say. If they're discretionary, he can do whatever the hell he wants. 
discretionary means the government has decided to give Los Angeles $10 billion. And it's, okay, you do this with the $10 billion, you do that with the $10 billion. If it's congressional, it's legal. You can't do anything about it. And that's where you get into the legal issues. Here's the thing. I think these governors and, and mayors are so morose. They don't know whether the funding they're getting from the federal government is actually discretionary or congressional. I don't think they know. And so they just basically go out and threaten the president with lawsuits. Here's a newsflash. The president doesn't care. He knows what they are. Do you think Bill Barr did not know this stuff before he actually did this? Bill Barr's a pretty funny guy. He knows what's going on. He's a pretty smart guy. I said funny guy. But he's a pretty smart guy. I'm pretty sure he knows what he's talking about. So this is all stupid. I also find it funny that the leftists like Wheeler, de Blasio, and Durkin keep yelling unconstitutional when they don't get their way. The reality is that this is not unconstitutional. It might be against the law, but the federal government has no constitutional commitment to finance states or cities. This is stupid. If Read the Constitution. It's 25 pages. It's not a big deal. I find it amazing that people who want to destroy the Constitution are the ones that scream unconstitutional every time they don't get their way. Here's an idea, guys. Actually read the Constitution. These people's behavior tells me they know nothing about the Constitution. And I find it insulting that a guy like me who lives in a fucking trailer knows more about the Constitution than a mayor of a city. Or even a governor, for that matter. Though the governors aren't actually saying anything right now. Another thing that kicks my cat is that these cities have run themselves into the ground and depend on federal funds. When the local or state government does not do all that it needs to protect citizens and property and actually lowers the safety and quality of life of his citizens, why should the federal government give him anything? Let the people deal with it. Let the people leave New York, leave California, which, by the way, is happening. They're leaving California. They're leaving New York. They're leaving California. They're leaving New York. They're leaving Seattle, uh, Washington. They're leaving Oregon. They're leaving Washington, D.C. They're leaving. All of the rich people that have the money, that have to pay exorbitant prices, are leaving these states because it's California is a great place. Don't get me wrong. It's a great place, except that I can't breathe for more than five seconds because the forestry management in California is so bad and brush fires are everywhere. It's a beautiful place. It is. I love it. But the point is, I don't want to live here if I'm going to pay exorbitant taxes and have to deal with rolling blackouts, forest fires, illegal immigrants, drug addicts, homeless on the street. What's the point? And then they sit back and say, well, it's the Constitution, blah, blah, blah. 
I, I, no, no. Here's the problem I have with Bill Barr's statement. Okay? Why just New York City, Seattle, and Portland? What about Baltimore, Chicago, and Los Angeles? I live in Los Angeles. I used to live in Chicago. They're shitholes. Sorry, they are. How about Detroit, Washington, D.C., and Minneapolis, and Atlanta? I've never been to any of those cities. I've been to Washington, D.C., but I know there's it's pretty bad. I'm pretty sure the DOJ could have found one or two more cities that are having serious issues with law enforcement. I mean, let's 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 call it what it is. Chicago has 65 to 70 shootings every weekend. They have more murders in Chicago than Iraq and Afghanistan combined. That's a fact. You can look it up. I'll find it for you later. It's just, oh, 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 I'm so pumped. I I tell you, I am so pumped right now. This was a good podcast. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can uh, you can download or listen to podcasts on the Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. YouTube takes me a little bit longer. You notice I, I a bunch of YouTube videos aren't showing up. That's only because I have to post it to have it created. By the way, I, my studio is almost complete. By next week, I'll be doing YouTube videos. You can see my ugly mug on YouTube. Uh, you can list. You can go visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com where you can read all of my show notes. You can view all of the videos, the actual videos, because the videos are actually better than the um, audio. And you can visit my links, the links that I actually hook up to. Um, this is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. 